G'day everybody and welcome to Chronicle Chamber episode 185B. Yes, we decided to cut uh, this podcast in half because it ended up being a good three hours and, well, <laughs> no one wants to listen to us for three hours at one time, so we thought it might be a little bit more palatable listening to us in two bites. Now, make sure you listen to the whole podcast because there is a competition in this second part of episode 185 where you can win some prizes from Chronicle Chamber. So there is a keyword that you need to listen to and then you email it to us. So good luck with that. Uh, The first five people to send that through will receive the prize. Uh, We're going to be focusing on the news. We're going to be uh, um, jumping in from the end of where uh, Mikel Leake ended where he started talking about the retirement of Clays Ramifi and of course in typical Chronicle Chamber fashion we have to have a say as well even though Mikhail has already touched upon it so uh, we'll jump straight back in and thank you for listening 500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said I'm mad I must eradicate piracy Injustice and cruelty And all my sons will follow me So evildoers will believe That this man cannot die The Phantom The ghost who walks The Phantom Enemies beware The Phantom's always there But you won't find the Phantom He finds you all right. So thanks very much, Ankit and Mikkel. Um, great work as always and fantastic to hear voices from all over the globe because we are talking about a global phenomenon in the phantom. Now, uh, in terms of global news, probably the biggest piece of news, and we are moving to the news section now away from the comic reviews. Mikkel's also has already mentioned this, but we need to, uh, we need to touch base on this as well because it's massive news, really. The second most prolific writer of phantom stories ever is retiring and Clays from Earthy, love him or loathe him. Um, and there's a little bit of both in most of us, I think, but, uh, <laughs> and, and, but you, most Dan. people would say the just same belief. You, fork. <laughs> most you, people Dan. would say the same belief. Fork, and, I, and we've all had <laughs> our criticisms and our, and our congratulations for, for Lee, but Clays from Earthy, uh, you can't deny the the contribution that he's made to the Phantom Universe um, has just been exceptional. And um, and this month we've heard that he's hanging up his uh, his writer's quill and um, moving on to to something else, um, personal projects, but not going to be writing any more Phantom stories. Yeah, it's it's huge. He's um so he's been writing the Phantom for almost as long as I've been alive. For he's been writing the Phantom since nineteen eighty four. Now, that is huge. Um, you know, just under 300. I hope he gets to 300. Um, I think they might write a few more. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think he's like about 380 or 395 or something like that. So I hope he just, or no, 285. I hope he just gets to 300. Um, maybe there's a little bit of Don Bradman in him where he's, um, or, you know, where like he's not quite got to that magical mark of, uh, 346, which is the number of stories that uh, that um, Lee Fork wrote. Actually, no, it wouldn't be Don Bradman. It'll be... Um... Session Town Dilka, perhaps. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who was the... Uh, Mark Taylor, who retired... Oh, retired. Oh, retired, yeah. like, on the same score as Don yes. Bradman. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's maybe there's a little bit of... Um, 
uh, Mark Taylor and Clays from Murphy, who's retired just before Lee Fork's magical number. Perhaps, perhaps. It, it's an interesting one. You could also say that his sandal sing is his uh, zero not out. Uh, sorry. He's <laughs> <laughs> duck on his last inning. <laughs> his last inning. <laughs> uh, sandal sing, eh? Should I, yeah. I'll, if, you're, if you're watching it on our podcast right about now, I'm going to have that, 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 that picture that Dan absolutely loves of uh, Sandal in the fancy. <laughs> Every time he mentions that, it gets... I think it's in most podcasts in. now. People are probably sick of seeing that one. I'll start watching the YouTube. <laughs> but no, look, as I said, um, all, all criticisms aside, Clays from Earthy has done a wonderful job really for the Phantom and for... Um, for the Phantom in Scandinavia, obviously, but then the work that he's done, and, and we know he's done a lot of historical stories, but he's also fleshed out the Phantom universe and for the most part has really stuck to what Lee Fork, yep. um, Lee Fork you know, laid out. Clays has really tried to work within that, um, within, within the universe. that, And we know that Lee Fork left a lot of holes, and, and, and I mentioned that before. People have got their criticisms of Lee Fork. Clays has done as much as anybody to try and patch together the the the, the patchwork that that Lee Fork left and, and try to tie in some loose threads and that sort of thing. So um, he's done a fantastic job, and there's of course there's stories of his that I don't like, but there's you know James Bond movies I don't like, and there's you know uh, football games I don't enjoy. So <laughs> you know Blind we can't love night. everything of everything. Yeah, like last night. <laughs> um, what what for me. The day-to-day stories, who's going to fill that hole probably doesn't worry me as much as the 22nd Phantom Saga because okay. for me, the 22nd Phantom Saga, is it, 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 it's hitting such a great mark at the moment. There's so many elements that are all coming together. There's, you know, there's General Bumabubu, there's, there's Luwaga, there's, there's Fork tropes and elements and then there's team phantom and elements and they're all coming together into a story that's very well planned out and the drawing by janice Orton is is amazing i hope they just they have to find someone who is going to be skilled enough to be able to continue that um well, hopefully he's already finished writing those and they just get yeah. well no because after the time yeah I, I i don't i think i think there's a new with, and in the article, which you can see in our show notes as well, he has started writing the next two, three or four parts. But what happens after that? Should we just end? Should that end the 22nd Phantom Saga? Or should yeah, we resolved. continue and have two timelines? No. So in that way, everyone who wants to see a new Phantom, that can continue. Um, and then we can also have the two timelines. So I personally hope we have... Someone who I'd like to see is David Bishop. I think David Bishop has a good uh, understanding of the Phantom, and I reckon he could continue on with the 22nd Phantom saga. So uh, if they are to continue that, that's who I would like to see continue that series. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't hate the 22nd Phantom saga as much as I thought I was going to after the first issue. Um, it's it's not bad, um, but I also would be I wouldn't be crying in my wheat bix if um, it stopped either. So um, it depends. You've got to have someone who's of good quality to pick it up um, mm. and and run with that story. 
and, and continuity, really, because as you say, it's, it, it is creating a second timeline. Um, and, and I'm just, yeah, and I'm on the record in the past of saying I'm not super comfortable with it being part of the, the, the fandom lore and, and all the rest of it. I'd rather see that explored in other ways. But, um, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, like, tip of the hat to, to Clace for, for his work anyway. So. Definitely. Um, I hope he enjoys his retirement and I hope he enjoys uh, uh, writing the other stories that I'm sure that he's still got in him because uh, mm. an author is an author and a writer is a writer. And just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're, um, you, you don't have those ideas being generated. I'm sure he's going to come up with some magnificent stuff, maybe not for the Phantom Universe, but in, in other worlds. Yeah. Now, if you do want to listen to more about uh, David Bishop, we have had an interview with him, uh, episode 117. So if you, if you want to learn about him, he was the guy that created the Kate Somerset series as well. So Very good. All right. Well, while we're talking about uh, things Team Fountain, um, and Mikel has mentioned the Easter eggs um, in a, the little detective story, um, as published by Team Fountain, um, the, the, there was a panel change to insert um, images of uh, Mikel Sol and Andreas Eriksson, the... the the two editors that are changing over probably as we speak, as we record this, that I'm not sure exactly when um, Mikel's end date was. It must be either now or a couple of weeks ago or anyway, the changeover is happening through this month. Um, so, so Dan, yes. let's say you are the publisher of Phantom and you had access to Jeff Weigel's artwork and you're yes. about to publish it. Yes. Would you put yourself into the story? This feels like a loaded question, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, to be honest, I would not. I, I wouldn't have done that myself if I was the editor. Uh, it just, uh, I think, yeah, it, it seems a little self-serving. And, and I understand that, you know, Alf Grunberg got put into uh, a, a fundamental story not so long ago, but I feel that that was Jeff Weigel actually drawing it in. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have done that uh, myself. <laughs> you didn't like the, like the origin, so you've got Elf... And then the and then the um and it's typical phantom fashion. We've got like the next generations and the mantle being passed down. Oh, look, I can understand what you say that you know maybe it was a little bit self self serving, but I liked the generational passing of the baton, so to speak, in in kind of like a, in in typical phantom tradition. Um, look, it wouldn't be the first time that people have um edited stuff and it's well within their rights and I don't think it will be the last one either. No, no, no. People say that they want things in their original condition. You hear it all the time. Give us unedited, you know, change the orientation of the comic book. You can't have it both ways, Jermaine. <laughs> uh, I'm doing traditional Stephen um, and sitting on the fence. On this. <laughs> look, look, to, be, look, to be honest, if um, the if Mikel had got into, you know, again, the planning in this is years ahead, but if Mikel had been able to get in touch with the artist, whether it's Jeff Weigel or anyone else, and said, look, I'd love for you to put myself and Andreas in the background of a particular panel and the original artist did that as part of the original work, Fantastic. I'd be the first one to go, that, you know, I think that's really well done. <laughs> Drawing it in yourself afterwards. <laughs> anyway, Mikel, I still love your Soul Brick channel. Uh, I enjoy what you do with your Lego. <laughs> so I'm still a big fan of everything you've done. Um, please don't take that to heart. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Let's yeah, move on, yeah. eh? Let's move <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> just, we've just we've just lost another listener. Oh. <laughs> All right. On this day, Dan alienated. <laughs> and he ever wonders why we never get close to Ramithi on the podcast <laughs> as well. Oh dear. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I have loved from Scandinavia recently, and that is the uh, the Phantom card game. Um, I'll just hang on. Here it is behind me. Something I prepared earlier. The card game um, has arrived from Mikel Lick, as we've as we've already heard from. Uh, created the card game. Um, it's arrived. You've seen our unboxing video on video on YouTube, where I was perhaps a little bit too excited about uh, what I found in the box. Um, guys, uh, what are your Be thoughts? Careful. I'm excited. <laughs> 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 it's uh, I, I love it. I really do. I really do like it. I think it's uh, a really good it's fish. it's come up. It's come up amazingly. Uh, Mikel uh, Lick, um, he's done an amazing job. And we're not just saying that because he's a friend of the podcast and uh, or he's given us a free game to uh, you know be unbiased. Or he has not. To be he's given us a free game. Where's mine? No, I said <laughs> it's not like he has given us a free game. Uh, Stephen's like, oh man, I missed out. Um, Where's mine? <laughs> but he's, no freebies here. <laughs> no freebies. He's done. He's done an amazing job. Uh, the quality's there. Um, you know, I, I think like you had one criticism, Dan, and that was the way it was packed. And I, you know, I've I've seen plenty of other people, and other people have said to me that theirs wasn't a little bit bent like yours. So um, okay. that's that's Mine that's wasn't. good. Yeah, um, Mine was perfect. Stephen, you've actually played this game with your son, haven't you? I have a couple of times. Yeah. Now, how old is your the son? Last couple of weeks, been a bit busy. Sorry. How old is your son? Seven. Seven, and he got <laughs> the understanding of it. Yeah, I had to guide him. But once we got the hang of it, he, he, he was he caught he caught on pretty quick, yeah. And um, realised that we're playing through a story. That's so that so yeah, had, yeah, had to had to um, guide him a fair bit at the start and tell him you know we're the two two characters and we're playing through this story and yeah. And um, I tell you what, we we start off uh, what do we do? Devil on easy mode, I think. And then he thought, well, that was easy. We got through that pretty quick. Let's try it again on what was the second hardest mode. My God, I'm glad we had two people. There was no way we we're getting through that without the two of us um, uh, doing battle there. It, it yeah. took me probably three goes to get through the um, the second hardest mode. Yeah. Um, have you I played have, it? No, you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played it oh, a number of times. Now. No, I've, sorry. Have I've, you played it with Gus? No, I haven't played it with him. Um, I need to be able to find find the time to be able to do that and sit down and. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, this happened a couple of weeks ago. I haven't had time in the last yeah, couple. Yeah. So, how long does now? I haven't played it. I um, I will admit, I I don't really have the patience to one read the instructions and then play it. If you, you know do need I mean. that because you, yeah. you do need to take the time to teach yourself how to play it because it's yeah. not um, it, it's and not, we're not and we're not gamers. No, no. You know, people that are actually gamers, they'll probably pick it up really, really easily. So. How how long does a game like take? How long did it take you to kind of understand it? Um, you know, just just give us a little bit of information like that, if you don't mind, guys. Well, probably the first time I sat down to play it, and, and as I said, I've only played it by myself. Um, the first time I went through Devil on Easy mode, and it probably took an hour and a half or so. 
um, to, to be working through. And I had the rule book next to me flicking it back and forward. Um, I might have asked Mikel one or two questions, I think, but I tried really hard to avoid that because, you know, the guy who invented Monopoly didn't have people contacting him by mail to, to work out how to play the game. So um, there's, a, there's a few things that um, I think would have made it simpler for me. Um, and, and, and that is as, as, as basic as, so there's, um, there's the, the cards that tell you what you're doing as a character um, and I forget off the top of my head right now what they're, they're called. There's also the injury cards, which um, tell you the negative things that have happened to your character. One thing that I would have done is had different backs to those cards. Those decks have both got the same back. And so I found that confusing in terms of looking at them from, you know, you don't. So I probably would have had a few different backs to the types of cards. There may be a reason for that, but I haven't played into the second um, into the second game. Maybe yet. a I've skull done... mark for the injury cards. Sorry. Maybe a skull mark for the injury cards. Yeah, perhaps. Um, there's the other skull the, marks in the destiny. These card. ones have got uh, these on the destiny cards. Is yep. the, is that skull mark? Um, so yeah, the, I probably would have just done a little things like that to try and make it easier to sort out and start the game. Yeah. Um, they do have the, and there's no way I'm going to get this on the on the video, but um, the they do have the no, no not even worth trying. <laughs> yeah, you can play that tiny tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny font in an early earlier session there, Jam. The yeah, having to really look in the little corners there to, to set the card game up. Mm. And and then when you finish it, I think and correct me because you've played into the second level now, haven't you, Steve? Yeah, we played like we played into like um, we started on Devil and then worked into Diana. Right. So with the Diana, and this is I haven't done that yet, partly because I'm not certain about what cards I'm allowed to keep because I've won them in through the Devil game. And then I'm you- assuming that you keep them all. So that yeah, was the way I was playing it. So Devil and Hero, you've still got them in your. Oh deck. yeah, you keep Devil and Hero in. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, I and then, see it, and and this is why I was getting through to to um to Jeremy is that you're playing through a story like you and in um in the story of Devil, he gains oh it's not hero it's Thunder he's got isn't it it's his dad's horse that he's got right. so he's right. picked up Thunder he trains up Devil so now he's got him so you've played through that story and if you continue on and play the next story well you've you've trained up. Yeah, you've got fun. You've got you've got devil ready for your next um, adventure. Yeah. yeah, so that's why yeah. I I see. It. So you, you you collect these resources as you yeah. play through it. Now, um, I've also when I oh, I played which I can't remember. It was the story of the first Phantom. That's right. Um, just start on that one rather than start from Devil, which I didn't know if you can or can't do, but I had a crack at doing it that way anyway. And um, I realized pretty quickly that. I was doing a few things wrong. So I went back and, and started from Story of Devil. And, yeah. and I really like how it progresses if you start that. So, you, so I guess for those, because I've seen on Facebook and I've seen in some chats some people not quite getting it, they need to read the instructions. You I guess, need to the, read the instructions. Yeah. Now, also, the first couple of times I was playing it, um, like Dan was shying away from asking Macau. I tried to shy away and then I just, I was onto him, just bang. Yeah. Am I doing this right? I wanted to make sure that, because um, yeah, I yeah, haven't played these adventure card games before. And so I wanted to make sure that what I thought I was doing, of what I was doing, 
was right. And um, mm. sometimes though I was right, sometimes I was kind of there, sometimes no, I was a bit wrong. So after what an hour to an hour and a half, you were in the swing of it. You kind of yeah. were able to do it, Dan. Yeah. About that time for you as well. Give you a couple of sessions and you got it. Yeah, it was, certainly the second game was a lot easier than the first one because I wasn't referring to the rule book as often. Yeah. Um, I, did, I you, think, did you just have fun? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Once, once you once you're getting into the hang of it, you know the things like the weather events and. Um, <laughs> You would have seen, yeah. I found it really cool when I found the card that said, "All right, if you keep this on the in the playing service next time there's a weather event, you don't, you know, the shelter card, uh, the weather event's not going to affect you." The second time I played that, I was looking for it because <laughs> the weather had affected me <laughs> so much the first time. So, uh, I think what you said before, Jim, about gamers would pick this up because they probably understand about deck building. I feel like that's actually a term that gamers <laughs> use. <laughs> oh, seriously, guys. Uh, yeah, so, no, it, it's, it's I'm, good. I'm so far out of my element with this. I was yeah, yeah. The Phantom, and it was, the, it was the second or third time where I go, I can see the story unfolding now and I feel like I'm yeah. part of the story. So, um, you know, more practice and uh, we'll, we'll make the game more fun. So you're looking at an hour. To, so if you're listening to this and you haven't tried it or you are tried it and you're getting confused, you need to invest a good two hours into this game. Read the instructions. If you're not sure, uh, Mikkel has a Facebook page for the Phantom Card Game. Post your questions up yeah. on there. He's got an Instagram one as well. Take a photo. Put it up there. Tag him. Ask him those questions because I know both of you two have done it and it's helped you guys as well. It has. And both times it's just clarified what we probably thought was the case yeah. anyway. I don't think I, – I haven't had a question where Mikkel's gone, no, you – Dummy, that's not Love how you it. play the game. <laughs> he's probably thought that, but he hasn't actually he said that. that. <laughs> no, he's been very pleasant. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Now, uh, in other news, which was just on Facebook uh, as we were recording, uh, one of the people that uh, have actually done a, a, a review or a play session actually mentioned expansion packs. Um, so, and that would be cool because... Yeah. The where have you gone into the third story yet, Stephen? Um, that was the first one I tried, and I haven't actually played from Devils through Diana, then through First Phantom, or you know, Phantom's right. first adventure. So um, that's a that's a holiday job. Yeah, no, it, it, that's the nature of this game is that you you play through those three different stories, and so the idea that more stories could come. I think that um, that would be really, really well received, and, uh, mm. and and that probably speaks to Mikel's willingness to um, take tell people how to um, play it and explain some questions that you might have because he wants you to be able to be able to buy the expansion pack as well. Um, <laughs> so, um, but but that's you know I, I really hope that he does because um, whilst as a collector. Um, going through all of these cards and all of the artwork is is really cool, and you've got these little. I, I love this little pouch. Yeah, <laughs> um, that you put all your tokens in. I really enjoy that. Um, the whole game is really fun to play with, and because it's fandom, you're not afraid to learn it and, and spend some time with it. Um, and I love the fact that this is because I've got the 1960s board game and that sort of thing. I'm never going to pick that out and play with it and and potentially damage an investment. I, I bought two copies of this. One so I can put it on the shelf and it's my investment, my investment if my wife's listening. Um, but uh, the other one, it's just, just to be able to play with something Phantom, to see all of these cards, to, to, to know Devil's Story and then be playing it out, it's, it's a lot of fun. 
So, Jim, I know you, you, you're saying you haven't got the patience for it. Um, I would I would really encourage you to sit down and, and learn how to play the game because it's a great way to get involved in the fandom world. And I'm living dangerously. I've only got the one copy and I'm playing it. There you go. <laughs> you are living dangerous, my friend. Um, so if others are out there and you have played it, let us know. And like I said, if you run into any problems, Put it up on um, Mikel's Facebook uh, page for the game and hassle him and I'm sure he'll answer. Absolutely. All right. So that um, it's, it's just been a bumper month. We flagged this at the in the last Comics and News because we were hopeful at the time that both the card game and the board game would arrive. And, and so it has been um, that the Phantom board game, which was on Kickstarter two years ago now, um, and uh, it's been a long wait, but... Uh, it has arrived. Um, we've talked about the trade paperback that accompanied it. Um, the Treasures of Decon game. Um, thoughts on this one, guys? I re- well, A, Steve, I really enjoyed your unboxing video with your young fellow. <laughs> uh, thank you. He really enjoyed making it. And it was, it was him as, as well as myself were really impressed with um, the presentation, the quality of everything that, that's gone into it. Um, I love how I said, oh, we've been, how long have we waiting for this for, uh, Jeremy? He goes, oh, a couple of months. It's a pity that the, the, the weight has dampened the mood of yeah. this board mm. game because the board game, it's, it's a great product. It's presented well, the, the, um, you know, the trade paperback that comes with it, the sequel and the other stories, how it, ties in with with the actual game in itself the figurines the you know the packaging the quality of the cards and all that type of stuff it's it's amazing it's just a pity that it's it's yeah it it, it took as long as it did you know because it's taken unfortunately it has taken the shine off the product and it's probably taken away the shine off the product for the creators as well um, which is yeah. probably a little bit disappointing because they should be ecstatic and amazed and excited to see everyone getting it, the, that it's come out into production and, you know, it's like their baby. Um, and, but, um, um, yeah, um, unfortunately there is a little bit of shine off it, which kind of sucks. It, it does. I 100% agree with that. because, And, and I hope that over the course of time, people will get over the, you know, five years from now, no one's going to remember that it was, it took so long. Exactly. 20 years from now, it's going to be a collector's item. So you might raise a brilliant point, Dan. Um, Did you know that, you know, the uh, Marvel series that was created by David and Glenn? Yeah. So did you know in that series, issue three was actually delayed by two, three months? No, no, I didn't know that. And there no were probably one, people at the time going, oh, where is this? Why isn't it here? Why what I remember it? about that is that issue one was readily available in like news agents, but I don't remember ever seeing issue yeah, two or three. That was probably a through Jim, Jim Shepard. Yeah. But the point That's is, is that no one remembers that issue three was delayed by yeah. such a great deal. Um, and everyone enjoys that series now. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. I think in a period of time, people are not going to be worried about the fact that, unfortunately, it did take longer than what was expected. And And what everybody wanted. There wasn't a single person involved in this process who wanted it to take this long. 
and everybody tried as hard as they could and there were circumstances and probably mistakes and all the rest of it. But, um, you know, it is what it is. The end product is fantastic. And, and that's, yeah. that's what I want to talk about because, um, um, well, do we talk about that or do we talk about the... Uh, the- I, think, I, think, I think we talk about the negatives. And I think, first of all, that all Australians should have their orders and all the extras, you know, which are the extra pledge levels and stuff like that. Um, we've seen that international fans have gotten theirs and they're the ones with the extras as well. So realistically, majority of the people with the orders, I reckon there's maybe 20 people that might not have their copy yet. Um, so that's great. And Anyone in this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have my copy yet. Um, I think uh, I think Free must have um, uh, put my order at the, as the last one or something like that. But I've got a tracking number, so by the time this podcast comes out, I'm sure I'll have it. I, the time of recording, it's not here. I'm surprised and really sorry to hear that, Jim, because I feel like I've had these for a, a long time now. Feel, it could be a month I've had the the board games now, yeah. and so for you yeah, to so. have it is is really yeah. surprising. Look, if I had to, if I had to throw a negative at free, they stuffed up when it came to the shipping of this. They should have done the shipping a lot quicker. Now yeah. I've heard that it was literally down to two people that were doing the shipping. Now I'm sorry, but if these are the people that are doing it as on top of their job for free, there's through, uh, you know, they're batting well above their average on, you know, manpower. It's a skeleton staff. It's a skeleton it? staff trying to do a big job. They should have bit the bullet and friggin' hired one or two uni students and got it smashed out in a week. You know, yeah. you know, it would have it would have cost them two hundred dollars, you know, or five hundred dollars or whatever for a uni student to smash that out. And it could have all been all packed up and stuff like that. So, you know, if it was a budget restraint, uh, unfortunately, it's not good enough. Um, uh, that's probably where I'm most annoyed at is the fact that they probably stuffed up on that one. They because should've... it's like while you, I still don't have yours, which is a bit phenomenal, really. Um, our understanding is they were actually in the country for a good number of weeks before they even started getting sent out and for something that's been delayed for so long you would have thought that they would have really tried to to get that into people's hands and it should you know something like that like shipping out a couple hundred boxes shouldn't be on top of someone else's job who's trying to produce a weekly comic who's trying to who's trying to you know send these comics out to subscribers to news agents to distributors and stuff like that it shouldn't be on top of their job yeah. Um, I'm going to point the finger at Renee. I'm going to throw him under the bus. Uh, he's in charge of the money. He should have coughed up a little bit extra and um, and actually done that. Mm. I will. Uh, and while we're on the negatives, and, and I really am lo- looking forward to the positives because there's a lot, so, so much good to say about this. But while we're on the negatives, it was also a real shame to see um, a couple of people who post on social media. They had spent the extra money to support the game in the first place. Um, but also to pick up one of the prototypes uh, for the game. And the prototypes, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to, to get one myself. There's a, a little um, a fan of mine is in good condition and uh, has arrived well intact. Um, not 
others others have not. Others were snapped off at the legs and that sort of thing. Um, it had to do with the packaging that they were sent in and the way that they were they were thrown in boxes and all the rest of it. So it's a bit it, it's a real shame to see that people who spent the extra money on supporting the game, getting it going um, for for a, for a, you know altruistically, but also to get something, and then the something that they got was destroyed. So um, that's a real shame too, just because of a lack of care. Yeah, and. Yeah, it, it sucks, and it it sucks that we've spent the last five minutes talking about the negatives of something yes. that that realistically is a great product. Um, yes, and you know, like the, the the review that Stephen's done with his with his child uh, with Jeremy, you know, there's a lot of fun in that game. You know, yeah. um, has any of you actually played the game? No. <laughs> oh, haven't you? I thought you had. No, no, I haven't had time. I. The, the quality of the packaging, and I'll just try and hold this up, and I know that uh, it doesn't necessarily shut well, but the, the, the plastic insert to hold all the pieces, um, the thickness of the cardboard of the box, like I'm, I'm just holding this now by gripping it at the side. That's not even thinking about giving up. Um, the, the thickness of the card for the, um, the, the playing pieces, the, the, the story strips, the cards themselves, because there's a, it's a board game, but there's cards, oops, there's cards to go with it as well. They are, they're really, they're almost plasticky in the, in the quality. They, they just, they, sh I haven't shuffled them because I learned after the unboxing video for the card. <laughs> don't shuffle these. It'll take a month to put them back together. Uh, these are in exactly the same order that came out of the package and I learned that they should be different um, because I want to sit down and do it properly. But uh, they just, they, they just slide together so well. The artwork on these is magnificent. Um, the, the quality of the, the playing pieces, um, and I had taken them out, out of the box, but that's, that's then the quality of the playing pieces. And there probably is going to be a lot of collectors who never play the game but only ever, um, you know, display these and without having played it. I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but I feel, you know, these are magnificent in, in, in themselves. And like we're a Phantom podcast, that's the Phantom. It's just incredible. The, the quality of these, um, you know, that they're sensational. The whole game, the quality of it, the professionalism of it, the, of, of the finished product is just amazing. I'm looking forward to sitting down and learning how to play it again. We've, we've obviously had that one practice with the prototype that we had uh, back at Supernova probably 2017 now, 2018. I'm not sure. 18, I think. Um, is I'm, I'm looking forward to learning how to playing it. Um, I am hearing from fans who have tried that it's not easy. Um, and reading through the instructions, which I have done, the instructions are a volume in themselves. Um, that's, that's um, what is that, probably 25 centimetres. Now, got 30-odd pages. I just want to raise a point with that. When yeah. you're learning to do it you got to learn how to play the multi-game first and then the solo game i think yes. that might be a mistake that a lot of fans are coming across is they're going straight to the solo game and a lot of the stuff that to be able to do that is covered in the the multiplayer game so yeah. it, i think that's a very important thing that a lot of fans probably need to know and to, yeah. that before you whinge about it actually do read it the entire rule book yeah, read it. And, and I think it's very similar as the card game. You've got to invest. If 
you want to learn how to play it and you want to play it, you probably have to invest a good two hours first. Yeah. But yeah. that's like any that's like any game. Maybe not a two hour game, but over Christmas we got mousetrap. That took me half, you know, that took me 20, 30 minutes to set it up, find which piece goes to which piece, read the instructions, explain it to the child. And that's a fun, simple six, five-year-old game. There's, yeah. you got to do that for 20, 20 minutes before you can play the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not snakes and ladders and it's not Monopoly and anything like that. Um, so, and it's a different way. It's not roll the dice, make you move. It's you got a choice. You got a selection of uh, of, a, of a range of different. Choose your own you, adventure. You can, yeah, you can move, or you can set off a trap, or you can pick up a thing, and um, or you could reveal a card or whatever it was. So you got you do have a choice of things to do, and you do have to keep track of what you've done on on your turn. The way I was, um, the way that I thought about it, and the way that I approached it, um, was through video games, and um, yes. That that because like, we've got an Xbox and I do enjoy playing that. Um, you know, what do I have to do next? And so I'm at this point. Let's just say I'm in, in this spot. I can see the enemies there. Um, do I go and attack the enemies or do I get another resource or you know I, what? And that's why I saw it rather than yes, roll the yeah. dice move. It's it's not a roll a dice and move type. No. Um, there's, there's a lot more thought involved and we're probably, you know, we're the microwave generation these days. Everybody be out, expects to be able to just pick it up and go. You can download a, a dodgy game off um, of the app store that becomes so addictive because you can pick it up in seconds because it's oh. designed to be mindless. Uh, this is not a mindless game. You've got to invest no. in it. And um, I, I would, I'm really looking forward to being able to take the time to be able to do that. Um, yeah. So, Mm. Encourage people to actually have a crack at playing the game, but it's a but it's a real crack, as you say, Jermaine. You've actually got to invest the time to to learn the game, and my sense is that the payoff will be extraordinary. Um, particularly, again, from a Phantom Phone's point of view, to be able to actually play a game involving these characters that we've uh, we've loved so, for so long. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I played uh, with Jeremy, um, and he picked Kid Phantom straight away. So I picked Garan. Um, we didn't get a chance to finish the game because we had visitors come over, but we were getting the hang of it. We, we'd figured out what we had to do. And, um, yeah, so we're looking forward to playing it over the school holidays. So awesome. if, a, if a seven-year-old can pick it up, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure most are 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds can pick it up. It sounds like it's a great game to play with your grandkids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're teaching, yeah. Yeah, make sure if you read the book before you do it, make sure you skip those pages first. Yeah, that's right. I'm not surprised to hear that you played Garan, um, Steve, because um, Garan, I think, of, of, of the figures, is probably my favourite. He's a cool little figurine. Um, and I, I'd be interested in your thoughts, guys. Are you planning on getting these painted or they've come in a in the, the plain plastic grey? Um I fully intend to pay somebody to do a good job of painting these. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I won't be paying any. I won't be doing it myself. Um, I no, want to actually, really. actually get it first. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It will probably be like I'm looking around my phantom room. I've got literally 10, 20 other projects that I've said, yeah, one day I'll get to this and I'll do that and, and stuff like that. So if I do get to paint it, it will probably be in 10, 15 years' time when I've, 
you know, when I've actually hopefully, you know, have some more time because the kids are left home and, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. I reckon if they get paid, it'll be around then. Right. Well, as you saw from the unboxing video, I got a couple of games. So I plan on on getting one painted and uh, we'll leave the other original. So uh, we'll we'll see how long it takes me. Like you, Jim, it's not going to be an overnight thing. <laughs> I'm, in a bit, I'm in three minds, I reckon. I, I don't know whether to... Three minds? Three minds, yeah. I'm going to either go keep them in the grey or paint each a certain colour, like Fanta will be purple and, you know, someone might be green, someone might be red, mm. or... To, or you know, to go into the detail and, and have it painted properly. So that's so, what I'm in three months. You're, you're like in a, a triple-decker triple fence. You really <laughs> just sit on the fence, my well, friend. There's, uh, I, At I'm the moment, prepared. I'm sitting on grey, so... <laughs> <laughs> not sure how good the colour's coming up, but the prototype Phantom is entirely in purple rather than the... Um, so there you go. Oh, see, that looks look more Scandinavian blue, but... It probably is blue, but seeing Dan just really doesn't like the Scandinavian guys, <laughs> he's probably just making it out as purple. I just dropped it in a purple tub of paint. All right, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I reckon let's move on, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already up to two hours and we've still got... Still got half a dozen news. news well, I just wanted to, to make about. sure that we spent the time looking at the positives of the of the Phantom game, yeah. and I think once I think we should do a dedicated and I'm, a question without notice, topic without notice. I think maybe we need to do a dedicated podcast on playing the game once we've all had a crack at actually playing it, mm. um, because it's uh, uh, something that's caused some hubbub. Um, so perhaps that's a way that we can address that. Anyway. Moving on, the other thing that uh, has started arriving in fans' um, mailboxes, not ours just yet, but we've certainly seen a number of posts on social media of people who have received, um, and that's the 2021 Mallon Diary. Um, now, we know that, uh, you know, obviously, again, everybody would have preferred if the diary was available, you know, for Christmas last year, certainly in January this year, because it's a diary and that's the conceit of it, and people would like to have that for the whole calendar year. But uh, the Mallon Diary has, uh, towards the end of March, and from a lot of people probably be early April, has started arriving. And uh, it's really exciting to see that that is another thing that has taken, you know, has been talked about for a while and is coming to fruition and landing in, in people's mailboxes. In saying that, I wonder how many of those people that have complained about it not arriving in uh, end of last year or in January were actually going to write in it and actually going to face it. Not so, one. Um, not yeah, one. I don't think any of them. And look, you know, a lot of the people that have made the comments, you know, I, I class them as friends. Um, so I hope you don't mind me or I don't lose my friendship, but find something else to whinge about. Um, <laughs> I tend to agree. And that, to be honest, like, I don't know if uh, anyone's noticed, and probably no one gives a two hoots, but I've gone very quiet on the old socials lately. And, and a lot of that's to do with the negativity. Um, I'd really like to hear a lot more people saying the positive things about what they are receiving than rather than the negative things about what they wish they were receiving or, or whatever it was. But well, anyway, with regard to this book, yeah. um, I'm just so pleased to see that, uh, that people are coming, uh, getting it to arrive. I'm looking forward to seeing our copies soon. Um, what I really like about what Mellon have done here is uh, is that the pre-orders have been honoured in a timely fashion and ahead of the, the product being available to the general public. So um, particularly, I guess, the limited edition version of the, of the diary. 
Um, there's only 300 copies of that available and part of the package with the limited edition is the signed Cy Barry print. Um, the, the crew at Mallon have made sure that the people who pre-ordered the limited edition have been looked after. Um, they've got Cy Barry to sign and send all of the prints for the pre-orders and those are getting honoured first and foremost. Um, to my knowledge, Mallon haven't even received the second lot of signed um, Cy Barry prints at this stage to give to Fru or to sell themselves um, to pass on. So I like the fact that the limited yeah. edition backers have been honoured before that's available to the general public. Yeah, and that's and that's the way it should be. And you know, Fru did it as well for the most part. Like majority of people got their ball game and stuff like, and the trade paperback before it was on the website. Um, and you know, it, it's good to see that. Uh, the normal and the exclusive diary is available on the free website to yes. buy now. Um, so, but you know, it, all the pre-orders have basically been sent out, which is yeah, it, it's a top notch. It looks great. I'm intrigued to see the limited ex- or the exclusive diary to see how that Doug Kaluba cover comes out because, like, as an as a picture, it looks. I'm not quite sure on it, so I'm intrigued to see what it actually looks like in real life. Whether yeah. the, the the image pops and whether the the gilting or the silver the embossing. gilting embossing actually adds to the cover or whether it hides from the it cover. Does, it does look a bit like that in the photos, doesn't yeah. it? Whether that's the flash who's that's it, catching the yeah. embossing or whatever, but it do, it does look very vibrant um, and perhaps hiding the image. Um, yeah. On the, edition in the photos we've seen so yeah agree can't wait to see it in real life because I, I, I get the feeling that the photo of it in real life is not going to do that cover justice and i yeah. hope that is the case because the concept of the idea has me intrigued and very interested so i'm yeah. looking forward to actually getting that so i can actually be like yeah. ah yes this has worked yeah and and look obviously it's a really uh, the price of both is a point of contention for people because yep. by the time you pay for postage, particular, well, I think it's listed on through at just shy of $70 for the standard edition and closer to $170 for the limited edition. Um, I guess to put that in context, though, the uh, Cy Barry signed print, um, you know, the, the Phantom Punching, the Pirate on the Wharf, that's listed at 150 so for you're getting a Cyberry limited edition print plus the 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 book plus the the eight splash pages from the the decade by decade so uh, for 170 so people may well quibble the price and say well that's too much I'm not paying that that's fine you know it's not for everybody it's not going to be in everybody's budget but uh, I guess the understanding of of what that stacks up against um, if you want to buy any of Cyberry's prints off his website. Um, signed, then it's going to cost you in excess of 80 to 100 American dollars, and then you've got postage to come out here. So um, whilst whilst it is a lot of money for a book, it's what you're getting with the book as well that um, that I that I hope people understand. And it's not and um, it's not just a diary. There's a lot of information in it. Um, so it will be you know hopefully fans actually enjoy that read as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and we at that stage, I guess we do need to be upfront and say that obviously. Uh, we, we as a, a crew has contributed to the book and, um, and you'll be able to read the credits in the book to see what part we played. But um, I'd like to think that um, the information that we provided to Mallon um, 
you know, has been sourced a lot from from the calendar that you've put together, Jermaine, in terms of our social media, you know, for our social media posts, we've been able to share a lot of that information with Malin as well. And then, it, then it's in print form for everybody to see. And I hope in that sense that people appreciate it as a, as a reference book rather than, a, as you say, no one's writing in this diary, but I think it stands up as a reference book. Mm. I wrote in my diary as a 15-year-old and I think I did it for a week or two and then I just used the school one that they gave me instead. Yep. And and have regretted it since. <laughs> oh, I think so, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've actually like... got. A, I've got a phantom diary from I think 1995 that was written in uh, was given to me by my first girlfriend, and she wrote a bunch of important dates for us in the diary and that sort of thing, and a few little notes here and there. So, are you uh, allowed to still have that? Like when um, <laughs> when your lovely wife listens to this, she's already uh, found out that um, some other stuff. Now she's going to find out that you're keeping stuff from <laughs> ex girlfriends. She she has told me that she turns off the podcast at the two hour mark, no matter what's going on. So I think I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, in that case, we better move on then. Better eh? march on. So I can't believe that we're this far in the podcast before we're talking about figurines that have actually been released that we want to play with. We've talked about toys and that sort of thing. It's taken us this long to get to it. Um, I'm going to flip the uh, the order on the run sheet a little bit here and just talk about the NECA figures first because we're talking about things that are available and people have received. Um, again, I don't think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but none of the three of us have actually got our NECA figure no. uh, arrived yet. I'm getting nods from both, uh, sorry, shakes of the head from both uh, from both windows in the Zoom chat. So uh, no one has got it, but we do know people in Australia who have received the NECA Defender of the Earth's figures. Uh, they've been available in America for nearly two months now. Um, they were available in Walmart stores as an exclusive through February and have gone more um, more widely available since March. Uh, still not available for sale in Australia, but we do know that people who know people um, uh, have got um, figures in Australia um, and a whole bunch of American fans have obviously got those uh, uh, NECA figures. So... Um, I don't know. I, I haven't even placed an order for them or, or anything yet. I've got no... Um... I've Yeah, I, I've placed an order. I've paid for half of the, of the order. Um, so where I'm getting them from, it's costing me $200 for the set of three and posted to me. So... Um, That's which, pretty good. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, now, if you are interested in you wanting to have a you wanting to be able to buy them if you go to our website uh chroniclechamber.com uh there is a list of australian and other non-usa places and websites so physical stores websites where you can pre-order them and you can buy them it's like and no jokes we've got like about 10 from australia like 10 shops from australia we've identified that actually have them in and you can pre-order them now um, and we, I think we've got like one in almost every state except Tasmania and Northern Territory. So that's how quite far right, far, I don't know, whatever I'm saying. Far reaching. Far reaching <laughs> of, of the research that we've done. Um, and then there's a couple in Sweden, the UK as well. So that kind of helps reach Europe as well. So if you're not an American fan, um, just head to our website, chroniclechamber.com, yep. do a search for NECA, N-E-C-A, um, yep. and that'll give you a list of um, list of uh, places you can buy those figurines. They do look awesome. I've got to ask you this question, and this is um, 
something I guess we've all chatted about in the messenger group um, regarding opening them. Do you, when you've got yours on order, Jim, when they arrive, do you intend to open the box? Do you want to get them out and play with them? Are you nervous now because of what you've seen? I certainly am. Um, what you've seen in the videos about the way these might behave if and when you get them out of the box. Okay. I won't be playing with them. I'll probably buy a second one and then maybe take that out and pose it. Now, that's a good point. If you are going to take them out of the box, there's two processes. There's the hairdryer process and then there's the warm bath process, which... Oh, we've been told from the research that we've done, the warm bath is the best method. Basically, you get a bowl, you boil your kettle, pour the water into the bowl, put your figurine in the bowl, and basically what it does is it loosens the joints and, and kind of makes it so there's less likelihood of them snapping, which unfortunately is a necker problem, um, but that's the way around it. So if you are going to pose it and you're going to be doing some cool little scenes and stuff like that, um, do it like that. Now, another thing that I that we have heard is that wave two, if it goes ahead, will, from what we've been told and what we understand, will just be Mandrake and Lotha. It won't be Garax, which is something that we kind of thought might be the case. That so, this is wave one. If they're successful and they go to wave two, it will just be Lotha and um, uh, Mandrake. So. Did you, see, did you see the social post from somebody who opened it up and uh, got Zuffy and threw it in the bin with the packaging? It was so unimpressed by that extra little character that they got, I don't need this, doink. No, <laughs> I didn't see that. Did so you expect that Zuffy would come with um, Kashin if they ever yeah. did the kids? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, a couple of... What was it last weekend? Weekend before, I can't remember now. Weekend before would have had to have been. Um, I was in pop culture in Geelong and I saw a range of NECA figures. So what they've done in the past, they look superb. They look absolutely yeah. spot on. Um, like I've only ever seen them on, on websites and stuff, but to see them in the flesh, in the flesh or in the plastic, um, <laughs> that you know the, the stuff that they they produce looks awesome. Um, so it's a shame about this um, issue with the joints. So give them their bath and um, you'll have a, you know, fantastic little display item. Yeah. I got, I got really nervous when the video we talked about said you could do, you could break them taking out of the, at taking them out of the box if you weren't super careful. So it, it's, it's crazy. And it, and it was referred to in the video. It's just crazy that this company has got such good quality product in terms of the way it looks, but don't by the like, as you said, Jim, it's a, it's a necker problem. Um, it's it's crazy that they don't take they haven't made some sort of effort to um, have it stay together. Yeah, um, you raise a good point, Stephen. Before just getting back to that about sanity, I believe sanity will have both uh, boss fight and the necker, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. With with your point, Dan. Sorry, um, jumping all around. Um, that's crazy. I didn't mention sanity. <laughs> I didn't think yeah. you had it. Oh, pop culture. Sorry, pop, pop culture. culture. Well, pop culture's <laughs> getting them. Um, I believe Sanity's... I knew the Sanity was as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll get mine. Because I, I haven't ordered them either, but I've got a Sanity shop you know, yeah. nearby, so I was, probably, I was just going to pop in there and get it. Yeah. I, to be honest, with, with the with the Necker figurine, I don't really think... like It is a big deal, but 
as long as you, you know, like if, if obviously if you're a kid and you're opening it and ripping it and stuff like that, yeah, you, they might be damaged. But if you're if you're sensible and you're taking care, it'll be okay. Yeah. Well, we're we're probably all the type of collectors who, you know, use a razor blade to cut the sticky tape so that you don't damage the cardboard on either side, and you're super careful with the way you open things. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll be fine. But uh, you, you've mentioned sanity there. You've mentioned the boss fight figures. So let's move on to that. Um, we have had confirmation that sanity will be covering. Will, will be getting in the boss fight studio figures um, when they arrive. Um, Icon. Um, and pop culture, I think, are doing the deal there as well, which is how it's fed into sanity stores. Um, very exciting to hear that, uh, that that's going to become as widely available as that um, and, and as publicly available as that. People are not going to necessarily have to go looking for these. They'll just be in a shop and find them, which I think is pretty cool. It's, um, it's what I've wanted. And anytime someone asks, what do you want to see about the Phantom? I want the Phantom in mainline mainstream yep. shops yep. and this getting into sanity is a step in the right direction exactly exactly mm. very good point there's and the the best thing about sanity is that they are not just in the main melbourne city per sydney perth they're, they're in smaller yeah, they're in regional they're in, centers too they're in regional centers like they're in Geraldton. they're in ballarat and all these other type of, I think, uh, yeah, out in right. Tansfield, Mildura, you know, these places where it's not just the the city the city people that are going to be able to get it, it's the country people that are going to be able to get it as well. And that's very important. Yeah. Yep. So um, you've got in the run sheet here, Germ, that Flash and Zorro have arrived. Um, well, are they available for, for sale now? That's for Boss Fight? Yeah. Okay, so we got, we're back with the Boss Fight now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he wasn't listening earlier when you said you're going to swap things around, Dan. Thank you. Sir. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 I just thought I paid we, attention. I thought we were going to something else, but never mind. So yeah, so so some of the like the flash, you know, the flash lunchbox mm. that has started shipping. Now I talked to Eric, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, from Boss Fire, and I I said, look, doing a podcast, can you give us anything? And he said, Phantom should be out June, July, likely July. And that's okay, out so in Australia or just out? That's probably out. So probably there. So it'll probably be August for Australia. Now, well, the way this year's going, that's the day after tomorrow. So that'll be <laughs> Yeah. Now, it's 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 interesting because I was kind of hoping they would have already come out. and But I wonder, does it make sense holding back the Phantom line because NECA's now just done the Phantom line they kind of came out first? So does it it's kind of make sense waiting uh, a month or two? Strike so, while the iron, iron's hot. Strike while the iron's hot. Now, a lot of the places that are getting Necker in will also be getting uh, Boss Fight because Boss Fight have struck up a deal with Icon Collectibles, which is pop culture, kind of like their sister companies or one's the manufacturer, one's the shop, I think is how they work. So a lot of shops will be getting the phantom line in as well so um yeah so there you know if you if you again if you look at our website look at that list a lot of the places you can get the boss fight and necker in the same shop didn't we pre-order those yes a lot of people have pre-ordered i've pre-ordered the boss fights wave one i did that 
Where, yeah. Whereas I have not through Boss Fight, but I um, have placed an order with my local comic shop because yeah. um, I, and I think the Boss Fight figures are going to be far more readily available than the NECA figures um, because of they... exactly... Yeah. I think they will be. Like, as you've said, you've, we've identified a few places with the negative figures. I think we're going to see Boss Fight available in a lot more places. That's that's my hunch. I could be wrong. But, um, for, and I guess I'm basing that on the fact that my local comic book shop is uh, has got the Boss Fight figures coming in, but not the next. So maybe that's the entirety <laughs> of my argument. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, either way, again, you can head to... Um, chroniclechamber.com to go and search for uh, Boss Fight Studio figurines in this instance and find out where they're available for sale in Australia yep. and, and other places not in America. And in our show notes, there will be a link to that list. Um, and then we've also done a podcast with Eric as well, so that might be worth uh, having a listen to as well. Perfect. And uh, we've already discussed the price point of the NECA figures for yourself, Jermaine. The, we, we understand that the price point of the uh, Boss Fight Studio figurines is going to be around that same sort of $40 mark, well, $40 mark-ish for the single figures. Um, probably, you, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking double that for the uh, the Phantom with Hero when that comes out. Yeah, well, the NECA one for the Phantom is about 70 if you can get it single. Um, I would say that's probably the Phantom and Hero, about the 70, 80 mark, and probably about the 40, 50 yeah. For the for the phantom one, and a lot of that depends on how the Australia dollar is doing. When the when the shops buy it, is the Australia dollar good or is it dipped yeah. and and stuff? And yeah. sometimes that can be as much as five dollars with the variants and and yeah. stuff like that. A lot of shops do deals that if you buy a certain amount, so if you spend a certain amount, they'll ship it to you for free. Um, so it might be worth for some people. Uh, if you can't find it, is going to one of these places, finding out and going, well, oh, hang on, they do an order. If you do over $200, they'll give you free shipping. So maybe buy your boss fight and your necker at the same time, and then you get you save yourself 20 30 bucks in shipping. Mm. So, Well, if you're, if you're after a cheaper um, Phantom item at the moment, a new one that's come out, and uh, we don't have yet, but I can't wait to see it in the background of your yeah, – hanging over the door, I think, in place of all of that Phantom art that you've got there in the background, Germ, those sketch covers need to be replaced by the $20 uh, icon wall banner, the Phantom wall banner. I know that you love this, Germ, and can't wait to see it in your uh, showpiece. What are you shaking your head for? What's going on? I'm saying it right now, the worst, the <laughs> worst Phantom licensed product ever. What makes it the worst, Jermaine? It is utter crap. Why? Why, uh, why does it look crap? It is. I've, the... I've had so many strong words come out of your mouth today. I've, I've never heard you use such bad language. <laughs> this is <laughs> horrible. The design is horrible. Like, I can, uh, a banner, yeah, I can see why you can do it, but some smoky it looks like something out of deep purple or out of some 70s hipster hippie drug laced state you know you know like those type of beads that you have hanging between the rooms and stuff like that it's just it's horrible like the the streets phantom movie figurines are streets and i repeat that <laughs> streets ahead of this that's the second worst and by a mile is this. 
you know, I understand. It's it's $20, which is a good price. And, it you know, for a lot of Phantom fans, that's all they can afford and it will look nice hanging on a wall or on the back of a door and stuff. But surely you could come up with, like, a rather than some smoky, hazy skull, you can, you know, find a nice, you know, look, what's on our shirt? Something maybe like that instead <laughs> or, you know, a Phantom face or a Phantom pose with his arms crossed or, even something the, the like on the back of the of the card game, you know, with the with the triangle with the stripes. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Mm. That's, that's All right. So, um, my question to you then, Jermaine, is: You're in sanity at some point. You see it sitting on the shelf there. It's a licensed Phantom product. It's twenty dollars. Are you going to you going to walk away? You going to leave it sitting there, or are you going to pick one up and take it back to your Phantom room? Uh, that's a good question. I'll probably say, look wife why don't you go buy it and uh you can let the kids give it to me for a birthday or christmas present and then if, it'll stay rolled up <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it won't be displayed look if you look at my room there's no room for it anyway um it's a huge but, item by the looks of it yeah look I, i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of fans out there that are gonna like it um i think it's good that we're getting new phantom items i just think and this is turning into a rather negative podcast <laughs> where, where we're complaining about new stuff like hello but I just think that they could have done a much better job than what they have produced, what they have given us. I'll be interested. I would like to see it in real life, and I will certainly. I'll get one and I'll um and I'll open it up and have a look at it. It doesn't look great in photos. I'll give you that. Um, it might look. It might be one of those things that looks a lot better in real life than it does uh, in reality. Um, I probably, I probably do have the room if I try to to hang it up here somewhere. Um and uh, we'll what see. About your bedroom door? No, probably not there. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine slipping that past the wife. <laughs> Andrew's been looking for a a print to put above our bed head. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is it. Stephen, right. if you can get that across the line with your wife, <laughs> I will. I will publicly praise you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to spend a lot. <laughs> we need to. We can't, I can't believe we've still got like five items on the on the agenda here. Hey, what uh, do you think? Short of the, the Snyder Cut of Justice League or this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it took me three days to watch that. All right. So um, we we love our um, our international phantoms. As Jermaine in particular loves his international phantoms. Um, there's a new Serbian comic with a phantom cover germ. Yes, this is quite cool, actually. Um, the Phantom has been around in Serbia uh, when it was part of Yugoslavia. Uh, Yugoslavia had a fairly big Phantom presence. First ever um, Phantom comic, first ever yep. non-licensed Phantom story. So, you know, the Phantom has, you know, Marco, who's part of the Phantom Wiki, comes from that area of the woods as well. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's rather interesting seeing the fans in that area. This is a, a local kind of talent comic. There's no phantom inside it, but there is the phantom on the cover. Now I'm in the middle of trying to get a, get a, a hold of a couple so we can give it as future Patreon prizes as well. So, um, it, look, it will appeal to those completists, those who like random stuff, who like comics from around the world and, and stuff like that. And it's not about, you know, and it's got other characters like Tintin in it and, and stuff. So if you've got multiple interests, it could be it could be a nice little prize for yeah. a nice well, little Well, you, you're, you're sharing the cover with some top billing. We've got He-Man and 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and looks like Tarzan and Spider-Man and Lara Croft. Yeah. The Thundercat and the Power Ranger. Yeah. So. Cool. And while we're in the overseas realm, um, well, let's come closer to home in terms of where we live in, in Australia, Papua New Guinea. Um, it, Dedicated fandom fo- fans will know that uh, the tribes of Papua New Guinea, particularly um, the Wagi tribe, um, fell in love with the Phantom through, um, as legend would have it, uh, soldiers in World War II reading Phantom comics and leaving their stories behind. And, um, and then ultimately uh, Papua New Guinea developing their own Phantom comics and that sort of thing for only a, a few issues. But... Um, Back in uh, X-Band podcast number 122, we actually had a speech that was delivered at the Lee Fork Memorial uh, Lee Fork dinner um, of that year <laughs> in 2019 um, from, and I've got the name here, uh, Rita Uktritz. I've got the pronunciation of that wrong, horribly. But Rita at that dinner in 2019 uh, spoke about Papua New Guinea Shields and she was talking about the research that had been done for a book. And the point is that that coffee table book is now available for sale. Um, pretty exciting. Again, that again, there's another phantom product that has come available just in this last month. Um, yeah. it, it is expensive. If I remember rightly, it's around the $200 mark for this reference book. Um, thoughts on this book, guys? Are you going to pick it up? Where are you at with it? Oh, it's a lovely book. I, um, I, I think it's 100 US or 100, yeah, something like that. But I, unfortunately, I won't be getting it. Um, I feel like it was 200 Australian by the time we got the shipping. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's even more than the, uh, the Melon Diary exclusive. So, yeah. Um, it, it, it looks amazing. It'll be great on a coffee table or, you know, uh, as like if you've got a hardback Phantom collection, you know, slip it in there and, uh, I think it will be even better if you have a shield. Yes. Um, yeah. It'll be a great companion to go with the shield. You know, like if you can you know, imagine it, you've got the shield in your lounge room and then you've got the coffee table book underneath it or on a little a little table underneath it and stuff like that. It's just, it's, you know, it, it'll be, you know, peanut, peanut butter jelly type of scenario, a great little companion piece. And when people are intrigued about this talking point, they can get the book out and, and stuff like that. But um, for us mere mortals who can't afford a, a Papua New Guinea shield, um, mm. it might be, yeah, it might be a little bit too much, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I take your silence as, uh, as agreement, Stephen, that you're probably not going to pick this one up. Uh, that'll take a while to, to save up to buy that. Yeah, and uh, you, you could get three Necker figures for the same price. So oh, that's right. All right, um, let's uh, let's talk now about some. Uh, well, the fact we're coming out of COVID and and vaccinations are happening around the world. I don't think any of the three of us are in a position where we are being vaccinated. None of us are important enough for that to happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, it's great to see that um, you know. Uh, on Facebook, you see that uh, some of the, the phantom artists and creators are getting their vaccinations. We know that uh, some have actually caught COVID at different times and recovering and, and, and all the rest of it. But um, the, the coming out of COVID means that uh, the public gatherings are, are on again. Um, in Australia, we're very lucky to 
to, I think, this weekend. We've broken records for the most people at a sporting fixture since COVID broke and that sort of thing. We're very lucky to be able to have comic conventions starting again without people being too worried. And I guess the point that I'm leading to here is that not too long ago, two weeks, three weeks ago, uh, we had the Sydney Comic Con um, took place and there was a great number of um, creators attend, particularly creators with Phantom Links. Um, Jim, you, you wrote the article on this one. Do you want to give us a bit of background about um, the, the people or how many people were there, um, the, the creators who turned up, um, who had some sort of a link or connection to the Phantom, particularly in Australia, I guess? Yeah, now I will admit I kind of did draw a long bow with a few of these. But I guess the point is that there was this pop-up event uh, and there was 11 people that have got some sort of phantom resemblance. So there was uh, Marcelo Baez, who was a fruit cover artist and also in the fruit trading card. Chui Chen, who's a fruit and herms cover artist and, again, a, a, a fruit trading card artist. Andrew Constant who's a free writer for Kid Phantom, the Triads, and regular writer of other Phantom stories. Camilo uh, Pientri, uh, uh, Camilo, sorry, it's, it's tired, I'm really struggling. Uh, he's the free cover artist for issue uh, 1813, and he's also the Chronicle Chamber Bushfire contributor. Julie Dittrich, who we've talked about earlier, she uh, actually did a standalone um, panel on the Phantom as well. So she was a free rider. Jamie Johnson, everyone knows Jamie. Um, should be everyone loves Jamie. Um, so free lighting strikes and Hearns cover artist, the free game artist, and also the trading card artist, and also contributed with the Chronicle Chain of Bushfire contributor. He's been on our podcast many times. So make sure you get around him. Uh, Tim, so this one might miss a few people, but Tim McEwen. Uh, now, he was the artist of the famous trading card PZ5, which everyone is trying to get a hold of. Uh, the, he's also, the Phantom Bull? Uh, yeah, the Phantom Bull. He's also been a Lee Fork Memorial Bengala Explorers Club past guest, and he's also contributed in the Chronicle Chamber Bushfire book. Uh, Daniel Picky, who's a fruit cover artist, fruit trading card artist, and also the fruit game artist. Nicholas Scott, who's another past guest at the Lee Fort Memorial Bangellas Explorers Club, uh, who's probably who's more known for her Wonder Woman stuff. But that that is a stretch if you've included her as a phantom person. I, I did say that at the start that I am doing <laughs> it as a stretch. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Secure, who wrote uh, Gaslight and a couple of other Phantom stories. And then uh, Jan Sherpenhansen, who's also a fruit trading card artist as well. So there's 11 creators. Uh, now, there were several um, panels featuring the artists. Um, a couple were specifically about the Phantom, but a lot of them were just general general panels i guess you can yeah you can call them but it's pretty cool that there you know if you go into that you could have gotten you know in in theory you could have gotten 10 or 11 signatures on trading cards comic art you know comic art uh the chronicle chamber book and you know all that type of stuff mm. uh but doesn't sound like from what we understand and i and i guess we're mostly getting information back from um a couple of those creators. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like there was a lot of phantom fans in attendance, though. No. And unfortunately, 
it, 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 it kind of is not a huge surprise because most Phantom fans go to Sydney because that's kind of like the Mecca weekend. We dub it Mecca. Um, so, you know, most fans aren't going to fly to another Sydney one because, unfortunately, going to Sydney from other places is not always – it's not just around the corner. But, mm. look, the good news is is that the fans that, – that comic conventions are starting again. Um, I hope you don't mind me, uh, Dan, but yeah. I'm going to lead into yeah. it. And we've got good news that um, uh, that there is going to be, or at this stage, there's going to be a supernova in June in Sydney, uh, which also coincides with the with the 2021 dinner for the Lee Fort Memorial Bengala Explorers mm. Club. So that's been confirmed. Um, uh, Chronicle Chamber will be donating some stuff. There'll be some other stuff donated for the dinner for the um, for the what do you call it the um, the auctions uh, the auctions which will be raising money and stuff like that. Or so raising money for the Westmead Children's Hospital. Yeah, exactly. So I personally won't be going because uh, well, I've got some uh, family situations and also with WA representing a police state in in a lot of ways, it's probably not wise to, at this stage, to make too many plans because yeah. things can change at a drop of a hat. WA but, does seem to be very keen to be the first one to shut the borders. Uh, yes. If got yes. the first opportunity. <laughs> yes. Now, well, we do want to split from the rest of Australia, but it, it does seem to be uh, very quick at, at doing that. So, you know, with, with a young family, with, uh, you know, with some family uh, illnesses and stuff like that, it's just not a wise thing to do, unfortunately, for myself. But I reckon there will be a lot of fans that are itching to go um, and I wish them all the best. Hope they enjoy it. Dan, are you going? I, I'm not sure yet, mate, to be honest. And, and um, a lot of the same reasons as you've, as you've just said. Um, personally, work's pretty intense this year as well, but... Um, uh, you know, as we record this weekend, Brisbane's having a COVID situation, and and God only knows what's going to happen in June. So hopefully, it's all it's all okay. Um, certainly not booking my tickets just yet, but really excited to see that it's going forward. Um, and uh, and the tone of Richard's email was uh, was pretty excited as well. It sounds like yeah. he's got some cool things lined up. Um, as you might expect, given that it's been two years since the last one. And, and uh, he's a passionate man, loves his fandom, loves his fandom guests and that sort of thing. So I'm sure he's got a fair bit going on behind the scenes. There was also talk of, you know, um, uh, fandom fans who haven't been for a few years coming back and, and making a resurgence. So uh, that might be people that um, in my time I haven't met but uh, have heard the stories of. So, geez, I'd, I'd love to get there. Um, I really hope that I can make it happen. Um, all to be revealed, I guess, over the, the, the next couple of months. So, uh, so fingers crossed. But uh, look, at the end of the day, just so stoked to see that it's going to go ahead um, because it's a, it's a fun weekend, but it's also got um, that fundraising element to it. And, uh, you know, yeah. Exactly. Now, what I want to do is I have just pinned the screen. So if you're on of our YouTube uh, <laughs> yeah, listeners, I saw that. <laughs> um, you'll be able to see what, what Steve looks like as he sleeps. So um, uh, it might be a sign that, Dan, that we need to wrap up because I reckon Steve might not be the only one that has fallen asleep. Uh, no. so again, if you're listening to us, uh, oh, there he is. He's just waking up. Uh, <laughs> 
Welcome, Sunshine. Good morning. Uh, yeah. We've got one lot bit more of news and then we'll uh, wrap up, I think. There was, um, there was a couple of, there was a YouTube video a year or two ago that I put up that was going for a long time. And that might have been one of the first ones we podcasts we put on YouTube as well. And in the last 10 minutes, I had a caption at the bottom saying that uh, if you're watching this now, please email me directly and I'll post you 10 Phantom Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Not one person has ever <laughs> wanted me to send them 10 Phantom Comics. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's do that now. If you're still listening to us, we will send you, we've got uh, Chronicle Chamber pins, badges and stickers. If you're still listening to this, make sure you email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Give them a secret word. Okay, and the secret word is happy phantoming. That's not very secret. Okay. What should we do then? Oh, Dan loves phantoming. Goggle eye pirates. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Dan loves phantoming. That is the secret word. If you email us that, we will send. Yeah, so spell it with an F A N T O M E N. That's the secret phrase. Uh, and then we'll send you a little gift a little for the first five people. First five people. All right. First That's five well, people. I hope that at least five people are still listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on then? All right. The last thing is about Phantom Wiki now. Um, we talked earlier about the Melon Diary. The Melon Diary and the, the amount of detail that went into that would not have been possible without the Phantom Wiki between this, the research that they did and the research that we've done um, to, to help contribute to that. Uh, certainly for our own purposes with Chronicle Chamber and everything that we do, um, we consult Phantom Wiki a lot, multiple times a day. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is such an invaluable resource. Now, because their version of the Lee Fork Memorial Bengala Explorers Club uh, chapter has not been able to meet through COVID, they've been struggling to raise funds, which is what they have used in the past to support Phantom Wiki in the same way that we use Patreon, I suppose, um, to, to, to host that website and all the rest of it. They've been struggling, and so they've put a call out um, for a bit of crowdfunding, I suppose, to, uh, to keep that website running. Uh, we were very, uh, very happy. It was a very quick conversation in the chat amongst the three of us as to should we throw some of the Chronicle Chamber funds that we have raised through Patreon into uh, to support Phantom Wiki. Uh, we all said yes very quickly, and so we're very proud and pleased to have done that. Um, a whole lot of other Phantom fans have also got behind Phantom Wiki um, and uh, put some money towards supporting that. Um, really pleased to see that that has now been funded for at least the next year, guys. Yeah, no, it awesome. is. It's, it is. It's, it's great. It's uh, it's good to see some um, well-known Phantom fans and contributors and and past editors and past creators that have also chipped in and stuff like that as well. So, um, yeah, good work, everyone. Uh, there's still more, even if it's just five, ten bucks. It all adds up. Uh, the Phantom Wiki has helped everyone in their Phantom collecting. So you know, chip in five, ten bucks. Uh, it's money well spent. Mm. All right. So with that said, we'll, we will wrap up because this has been huge. Oh. It's been epic. We, we flagged at the start. We wanted to run through it quickly. We probably haven't run through it as quickly as no. we could have. And that's it's almost three hours. 
Wow, that's uh, that's crazy. I don't think we're going to have to give away any pins. I don't think anyone's going to remember to email Dan Loves Phantomen to chroniclechamber at gmail.com for your freebies. I don't think anyone's going to pick that one up. Uh, but if you do, good luck to you. Um, that will be because you have emailed chroniclechamber at gmail.com or you've visited our website, at which is chroniclechamber.com. Um, I mentioned Patreon just a second ago. Thank you so much to all of the new Patreons we've picked up over the last um, month or so since we recorded last time. Martin Nordgren, Michael Curry, Benjamin Handelman and Scott Loxley. Guys, thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it. Of course, anyone who subscribes to uh, or or supports us through Patreon to the value of $5 a month um, gets access to our P3 or our Phantom Preservation Project. It's been a while since we've updated last that since the last time. Um, it has been uh, a pretty hectic start to the year, and um, I, I apologise uh, to anyone who's listening about not getting that updated more often. We are definitely going to update that again over the Easter weekend and get a, a bunch more stuff up there. But gee, the P3 is a, a treasure trove, and and no one I would have thought would have gone through and looked at anything at everything just yet. So there's still a heap to look at if you want to get onto Patreon and have a look at all these digital resources about the Phantom and the Phantom history that we've got available there would really encourage it. Um, I, was, I, guess... I was talking, just sorry to interrupt, I was talking no, to a Phantom fan uh, about a couple of weeks ago um, who's fairly new on the Patreon and he hadn't realised just how, how big it was. Like He said he looked at it but then like, each time he clicked on a fold he realised there was more and then there was more and then there was more and he was it's just like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a whole month of no work just to kind of go through it all. So um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's still a lot to come. Now, if you're out there and you have like access to newspaper articles or you know stuff like that, please scan them through or send them to us so we can upload them. Um, because you know stuff like this is what it's all about, or if you've got videos of past conventions, recording of past conventions and all that type of stuff. Well, we, we want to be able to be a provider of that stuff. So if you've got access to that, please get in contact with us. Absolutely. So um, as I said, the contact is uh, to email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Uh, um, as we said right at the top of the podcast, we'd love it if you – Look, honestly, if, you, if you're if you still here listening to us now, you may as well subscribe because uh, you enjoy us so much. We, you want to know when we do our next thing. So whether that is uh, through iTunes or Spotify, whether it's any of your favourite Android apps or certainly on YouTube, um, hit subscribe, get the notifications, hit the bell. I don't know all of the things that YouTubers <laughs> do. Uh, we're not good at it, but uh, they're more succinct than we are too. So anyway... Um, thank you so much for those of you who have gone through and listened to everything that we've said. A lot to go on this month. It's, it really honestly has been a month since we did our last comics and news, but so much has happened. So uh, great times to be, to be alive in the Phantom world. Exactly. Absolutely. Dan loves Phantom Man and happy Phantoming everyone else. <laughs> All right. Happy Phantoming everybody. I hope I didn't snore before. Happy Phantoming. <laughs> Five hundred years ago, awesome. he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The, the ghost who walks, the enemies be 